הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שדורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש משבר אתמה, ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש, צדיק יסוד עולם נחן, נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגם בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. סעיף רשע ג' conversation אף על פי כן בביתו ובינו לבין עצמו לא יוכל להחיות את עצמו באיזה ניגון כפי שהוא יוכל לזמר אותו. Nonetheless, in his house, whether it's him, between him and himself, he's able to revive himself with a melody according to the way he can sing it. Meaning, no matter what strength you have, whether you're a good singer or not a good singer, whether you can play an instrument, whether you don't know how to play an instrument, you can still sing, you can still do something that can lift your heart up to God. You can still do something that can arouse you to, towards serving Hashem Ba. Even if it's playing the melody in your own head. For the level of nigun, you cannot describe. We know that the Vilna Gaon said um, that um, had the Torah not existed, he would have engaged solely in, in, uh, in music. For the idea of music is something very lofty. It's secondary. It's right under the Torah. It's mamash something extremely high. In fact, when it's infused with the Torah, there's nothing higher than this. And then, then, uh, then, uh, then singing songs and praising Hashem in this fashion. For the, the level of melody, for the, the spiritual level of song is something that's immeasurable. And we've already discussed in many of Rabbeinu's teachings, many lessons that are very lofty about the subject of nigun, about the subject of melody. As it's brought down in lesson 3, uh, lesson 8, lesson 38, lesson 42. Um, there's so many uh, different uh, things. Lesson 49, 54, 237. At the end of the story over there, Sham Meromaz, at the end, uh, with regard to the sixth day of the, um, the uh, Sheva Brachot, and the uh, sixth beggar, it's mentioned over there, Sham Meromaz, over there, we can, 
over there, Rabbeinu hints to a little bit, hints a little bit about the greatness of Nigun, about Melody. Because it's explained over there that the healing of the Batmarka, the princess who falls sick, um, as we discussed over there, that the king shoots many different types of arrows, ten types of arrows with ten types of poison into her. And she's struck with all ten types of poison, representing the ten, the ten types of falls through sins. Um, ten levels of uh, ten different types of, uh, of uh, what do you call it, of sickness that can strike a person and, and attack a person's pulse. It's all discussed, it's all very deep. Uh, there's so many connections that we can make um, we're just touching the surface level here, but it explains over there that this, the beggar, the um, the beggar without hands, explains that the healing of the princess, who we can say is, represents the Shekhinah, the divine presence, or Rabbi Nathan is going to explain even more particularly to the soul of each and every Jew, um, that the refuah of the princess is through nigun, nigun, is through melody. Meaning through the ten types of melody. As it's explained over there in, in the story, look, look deeply and you'll find. Understand well how far these words reach, where these words go, because mamash, these words are, worlds stand upon just every single letter of Sipo Masyot, yet alone the concepts which Rabban was explaining. Because also, the holy soul of each and every Jew, it is called the princess, as is known. Look in the Zohar, Parashat Vayikha, Dav Zayin Amudalef over there. And it's placed in the, uh, what do you call it? It is placed in the place in which it, it, it is left, meaning the, the soul goes to the place in which it is. It descends into the lowly world. And of course, each and every person is, is born into a certain level and a certain place. The soul is brought to a certain place. Meaning it's, the soul is brought down to the body of each and every individual. And of course, the soul is weary, it is tired, it is faint because of a person's many sins. What are the sins? They represent the ten types of arrows. That the king who had initially captured this princess and then uh, the princess went into exile essentially. Or she left, she escaped. Not even exile, she was escaping the hands of the king who is the, the evil one. She, when she leaves, the king who captured her, the king shoots her with these ten types of arrows which represent, which are, uh, what, you call, what you call, which are laced with ten types of poison, uh, representing the, the sins a person falls into. And when these arrows strike the princess, meaning the soul of every individual, meaning when we fall into dark places, what happens? We need a tzaddik, a strong man, that big strong man, who's only one in the world like this, Mamash. The soul of Moshe Rabbeinu, who's able to go down to the darkest place, who's able to enter that place, all these dark places in which the princess has fallen, and to redeem from her, to bring out from her all the ten types of poison, meaning to bring out all the ten types of poison from her, the ten types of arrows, to heal her, to know her ten types of pulse. And by doing this, by knowing this, by knowing that her ten types of pulse and by removing the ten types of arrows, she's the, the tzaddik, who in this case is the beggar without hands. 
he's able to know how to heal the princess and to sing to her the ten types of melody. For her essential healing is through melody and through happiness. And secrets, and for more on these secrets, look in Lesson 24 of Volume 2, Likuta Moran, where Rabbeinu famously says, It is a great mitzvah to always be happy. And you'll see, understand over there, one word, one idea within another idea, and how it's all connected. But Raminatan says, the main thing to understand from, those, from that story, and for, from what Rabbeinu is teaching us over there, is how to derive from the, those teachings proper advice, good advice on how to return to Hashem Bach truthfully. Because study is not the most important thing. Action is. Meaning refining yourself is. And uh, this conversation is very deep, very powerful, all emotional. That Bezrat Hashem, we should follow Rabenu's directives here and, um, and Mama study that story until we're able to apply what Rabenu says over there. Conversation it is very good for a person to have his own unique room for him and him alone, for him and him only, to engage over there in serving Hashem in Torah and in prayer. Specifically, when it comes to Yitbodedut, to secluded conversation and meditation between you and your Creator. The Rabbanu says it is certain that if you're doing Yitbodedut, you certainly need your own room, your own cheder, your own unique place to engage in Abodat Hashem. And Rabbanu is saying, invest in this, find a place to serve Hashem in Bach, find a makom kavu, a set place that you can serve Hashem in Bach, that nobody can distract you there. Imagine your own room, this is amazing. And Rabenu says, um, even if you don't have a room, Rabenu is going to explain the next conversation, perhaps under your own talit, perhaps hide your face in a book, that is considered your own room as well. But Bezrat Hashem, may we fulfill this and uh, truly serve Hashem in Bodedut, in Torah and Tfilah, but to have our own place to do it, so we could build up the Kedusha in that place and Mamash serve Hashem from that place. That's it for today. Next Seif, Seif Resh Ein Hey, continuing on the subject of secluding yourself in a certain place to serve Hashem.